0: Good morning on this Wednesday morning, we want to welcome you to the devotional golden nuggets food for thought and for the imagination. Today we will be talking about the Herod of Laban, uh, the Herod the Laban of Herod We've talked about the Pharisees, the Laban of the Pharisees, and the Laban of the Sadducees and today we want to talk about that Jesus made mention in the book of Mark in chapter eight, verse fifteen. And he charged them, saying, Take heed, beware of the laven of the Pharisees and of the laven of Herod. And we had made mention that basically the laven of Herod signified where civil law, lying and abuse of power are basically above moral law. That is Herod's laven. Now, in order to understand a little bit about what Jesus was talking about, we are going to look at the lineage and the history of Herod, starting from the time that Jesus was born. This will give us an understanding of what's going on. This first Herod was actually known as Herod the Great, and he was responsible for, during the time of the birth of Jesus and the wise men coming to see him and everything, He was the one that was responsible for giving the order of all the children under the age of two to be killed. He did not want this new king to be born. Herod and the Herod, uh, I'll just call it the clan to make it simpler, Uh, they were Romans, but they had basically converted to Judaism and they followed some of the the things of Judaism, but they were not Jews. They were Roman individuals that were in charge of the government there in Israel. So we find in the story of Jesus in Matthew chapter 2 in verse 16, Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceedingly wroth. And he sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coasts thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. So here we begin with Herod the Great. He is the father of three other boys, which are going to wind up being Herod's and also leaders there in Israel. And we'll get to the names of each one, and of course, one daughter also. Then in turn, these children of Herod the Great had children, and their children had children. So we're actually going to wind up going all the way up to the fourth generation. The fourth generation of Herod actually winds up meeting the Apostle Paul. Uh, He is known as King Agrippa. And we'll be talking about that as we get to it. But we're going to see some very identifying marks concerning Herod the laven that Jesus warned about. Remember, any time you put civil law above the moral law of God, then basically you've made yourself and your law greater than God. There's always the abuse of power and everything else that can possibly be involved in it. So the first Herod was responsible for the murder of so many children under such a young age. If we were to do two parallels today... That would mean no different in any country of the world where you can find where children don't matter, even the unborn. And basically raising, raising civil law higher than moral law. If we look at the next passage in Matthew chapter 14 and verse 1, we get to one of the sons of Herod. He was known as Herod the Tetrarch. And it says in the book of Matthew 14.1, And at the time of Herod the the Tetrarch, he heard of the fame of Jesus. This is the same Herod that is going to be responsible for the death of John. Remember, he is one of the sons of Herod the Great, the one responsible for the killing of all the children. And Mary and uh, Joseph had to flee into Egypt to hide there. It says in Matthew 14.3, For Herod laid hold on John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, for his brother Philip's wife. So this Herod and his brother Philip are one of the two, are one of the three sons that Herod the Great had. So, the scripture says, For Herod laid hold of John and bound him and put him in prison for Herodias' sake, for his brother Philip's wife. In verse 10, it says, And he sent and beheaded John in the prison. So there we have two brothers, and we have Herod the Great. One of them responsible for the death of, the death of, the prophet of man, the pro- the prophet of God, a righteous man, and the other one responsible for taking his brother's wife and making her his own wife. So you can see where moral or civil law, uh, one is upheld above the other, while the other one doesn't count. Then we have in Matthew chapter fourteen, verse ten, he he sent and beheaded John in the prison. And in Luke 13:31 it says, "The same day there came certain of the Pharisees saying unto him, Get thee out and depart from hence for Herod will kill thee now notice now Jesus is being threatened about being killed. it's amazing that Jesus said, Beware of the Laven of Herod." It says in Luke chapter 13, verse 32, And Jesus responded unto them, he said, Go and tell ye that fox. Behold, I will cast out devils, and I will do cures today and tomorrow, and the third day I shall be perfected. And then we find in the book of Acts, in chapter 12, in verse 1, This is another Herod. This is Herod Agrippa I. Now, it was about the time that Herod king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. In Acts chapter 12, in verse 2, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. I'm going to stop right here and say, what is it with this family? What is it with the descendants of this lineage? That are so bloodthirsty for killing the righteous. That's what we begin to see here. Beware of the laven of Herod. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. Notice the next thing that he does. Just like John, the Baptist, he begins to persecute. Throws him in jail. So who does he throw in jail? And it says, and because he saw that it pleased the Jews... He proceeded further to take Peter. Also, then were the days of unlaven bread. Now, how is that so coincidental that it was during that time? Of course, Peter is thrown into jail. The angel of the Lord releases him. It says in verse number 4 of chapter 12 Then, when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him unto four. Uh, uh, I can't even pronounce the word. It's like garrisons or 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 group of men of soldiers to keep him intending uh, after Easter to bring him forth to the people, and then it says in verse twenty one. <clears throat> then upon a set day, the same Herod Agrippa the first, arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made. An oration. He, he spoke unto them, and it says in verse number twenty two, and the people gave a shout, saying, "It is the voice of a god, and not that of a man." And in verse thirteen of this of chapter uh, uh, in, in 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 chapter twenty five, verse thirteen of the book of Acts, then we have King Agrippa or Herod the second. This is the last. This is one of the grandkids. It says, After certain days, King Agrippa and Bernice came to Caesarea to salute Festus. And why did they come? Because they were going to present Paul's case before him and see what was going to happen. Paul preaches to this king. And he says, in chapter 25, he says, You almost convinced me, Paul, to become a Christian but it was not enough. Eventually, of course, that king is going to die without the Lord in his life. I hope today you will take it to thought and consideration in heart to be be weary, beware of the bread and laven that Herod offers in the political realm today. Until we meet again in the name of Jesus, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance and may he give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen.